0: Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg.
1: Hello Ash, how you doing? evening greg uh very well we are just days away from minicon 2023 It's uh, us come around quick uh, i wondered when you might to... try and plug that again <laughs> it's <laughs> sold out so i can't plug uh, tickets anymore <laughs> um but yeah for preparations in full swing for minicon getting everything last minute preparations everything all sorted
0: yeah how's it going
1: yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Uh just waiting game now to get all the speakers here, make sure I hopefully don't have any last minute cancellations like we had the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um but we have uh backups in place just just in case that does happen. But I don't think it will. I spotted one this week and they're all I've up for got coming. Presentation ready. It? Oh that's so yeah, true. I might throw you in there I think, uh, if I need to. How are you doing?
0: I thought it was headlining.
1: <laughs> Not yet. Maybe Maybe in a couple of years.
0: <laughs> we won't be friends by then <laughs> if you carry on like that. No, I'm all good, thanks. I'm all good. Uh, lots happening in my life right now. I'm waiting to move and everything else. So, um, yeah, all good. And the weather's nice. I've been in a t-shirt all day. i walked the dogs for 90 minutes this morning. And I have a half an hour this afternoon. And it's roasting so yeah life's good life's good awesome and yeah i can't wait for minicon it'll be good fun it'll be good fun. so anybody who's listening now and is coming to minicon i um i will have a stand i will be selling merch (laughs) and unlike last year there's no excuse because if you haven't got um cash (laughs) we take credit cards now so there's no there's no excuse for (laughs) non-purchase And we can shift it in a couple of days to you. So there we go. Anyway, that's my <laughs> little plug. That's my little plug. So we are joined tonight by somebody who has, um, it's only recently we've sort of connected with and through, dare I say it, that hotel that we we always talk about for some reason. And um and obviously our association with Danny Mars and all that kind of stuff. So we are um, joined by Chris Collins, who runs Phantom Physics, which, uh, well, I'll let him explain it all. I'll let him explain it all. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? <laughs> You're mute. There we go.
2: <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? Are we
2: doing? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. Yeah. Are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. I see you rocking the t-shirt.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Represent. Look at that.
0: So yeah, and P- anybody. So we're doing this slightly different tonight. So this is this will be video based as well. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll go with that. So anybody who's watching on YouTube, Chris has got the t-shirt on, which aliens aren't real. Um. Which, as we know now, they are. So, first of all, before we go into the phantom physics, what's your take on aliens then, as you've got the t shirt? And I know you put that question up on Facebook.
2: Now, I've always, it's always been a subject I've been fascinated about Um, ever since I was young and reading magazines and all sorts about uh, aliens and UFOs and things like that. So, I'm very open minded to it. there were little knocks. I don't know if you remember back in the 90s, there was a VHS that got leaked of an autopsy. And I remember watching that and being fascinated. And then it was debunked, you know, so kind of uh, ruined it for me a little bit. But I am open-minded. I'm, I'm willing to believe there's certainly life out there. Um, and there's a very good chance that if they're intelligent enough, you know, they could be making their way to us. Uh, so I am open-minded to these things.
0: Good, good. Because we, we talk a lot about um, UFOs, Aliens and the paranormal. And we, we see that they're all kind of linked. Um, wow. and it seems to be something right from the start that we we had them sort of pretty separate right from the first episode when we were talking about like Bigfoot or the Australian Bigfoot. And then since then, everybody we've spoken to, there was always there always seems to be a link between like aliens, the paranormal, and, and such like. Um so it's interesting that you you've had an interest sort of in UFOs and, and stuff as well, because everybody seems everybody seems to have an interest in one thing, but they're more passionate about the other thing. Um, so it's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm the paranormal side, or I was at the start, and Ash is the UFO side. And, and over the years, we've kind of mixed a little bit now, haven't we? So hmm. it's all a bit blurred. So do you have any kind of opinion on what you think? of like aliens, paranormal, cryptids, anything like that. Do you, do you think they're linked?
2: Well, it's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I'll start with UFOs uh, or UAPs as they call them these days. I don't don't know why that's happened. (laughs) Just the confuses. But I I like uh, a couple of theories um, such as, are they actually rather than extraterrestrials? Are they us from another future?
1: Coming back.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, if we've if we develop that technology, will we come back on check on ourselves and possibly help us help ourselves? And you mentioned cryptids uh, I mean I mean I love folklore as well. And if you go back um over the years, especially in places like Wales, there's so many stories about fairies. And fairies weren't new tinkerbells, they were another race of creatures that coexisted with us. uh, and They weren't particularly nice to us. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, these days, Disney's kind of got hold of fairies and made them kind of, you know, this this special magical thing that helped people. Um, But there's so many stories out there, and Cornwall as well, you know, Cornish uh, piskies. um, It just makes you think that there's that many stories about these other creatures out there. Are there other um, creatures that we could perceive to be extraterrestrial but actually live here? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Um, And especially when when I talk about the possibility of time travelling as well, um, something that's always interested me is time slip theories. Uh, There's a place in Liverpool, you you probably know about this, but in Bold Street seems to be a bit of a hotspot for it. Have you heard of Mm -hmm.
0: that? Yep. Yep.
2: Now, on the Bold Street is obviously uh, Liverpool has an underground uh, rail track, doesn't it? And the theory goes, could the electric line that's under there in a big coil be causing some sort of uh, EMF that makes this possible? Uh, And if it is possible, when we see what we perceive to be a ghost, is it actually uh, a merging of the two timelines? Is there some sort of um, way that the void can be that close together? That people from our past, because you know, it seems to be Victorian uh, ghosts that are seen too so often. Could it just be some sort of times? So, yeah, I could go on about these things forever. Because, uh, no, you carry one, on. You yeah, carry on. You down a rabbit hole on Reddit and uh, yeah, read all the stories.
0: <laughs> That's a dangerous place for a rabbit hole. Reddit. Isn't it? Oh, I know. I know.
2: Yeah, terrible, terrible. I got That's one many, question. Many yeah.
0: you, you just, you just mentioned about Victorian ghosts, and uh, a lot of ghosts do tend to be from the past what when are we gonna see Chavi ghosts and i mean that in a nicest (laughs) possible way because obviously people die all the time and you've got like when i was growing up in the 90s in the mid i grew up way way before the 90s but during the 90s (laughs) um like there was you had like the early 90s with like the manchester um Music scene with Oasis and all those kind of um, Brit pop bands. And then you had um, the mid 90s, well, early to mid 90s with the rave scene. So I used to rock like curtains and stuff like that. And I just wonder when we're going to start seeing spirits. I know it's hard to believe with this fine head of hair, but um, I just wonder when we're going to start seeing sort of more modern day ghosts. I don't
2: know. I mean, in answer to your first question, I hope we never see chubby ghosts, to be honest. You know, Burberry's gone, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, loves uh, a yeah, check. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I mean, hmm. um, why is it that we always see Victoria ghosts? And, you know, a lot of people pointed out that um, electricity uh, started... I mean, you know, be becoming more and more um, in place around those times. So is it something to do with electricity and mm. fields and that sort of thing? Um, and then perhaps now that we're more aware of radio waves and EMF and things like that, all devices have like an EC certificate, don't they? So they're not emitting all this stuff. So have we stopped that sort of thing happening? So we're stuck with the old ghosts, but is it preventing new ghosts perhaps? I uh, it's an interesting question.
0: Damn you European certificates of uh, conformity <laughs> and stuff like that. I deal with those on a daily basis and they're a pain in the ass. But yeah, that I hadn't even thought about like the invention of what, electricity and
1: hmm. but then you really? do see a lot of like old, old timey Roman soldiers. Um, Sorry. things like, but I would love to like walk through the lounge and see like some girls wearing a tracksuit and a hoodie with a baseball cap, just like and a blade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give me phone. Like, yeah, I got robbed in. The, I got robbed by a ghost. Like, you see, like news articles. It's like I'm. I sleep with a ghost, or I'm married to a ghost. It's like I got robbed by a ghost. He took my phone <laughs> and my <me> wallet. Like,
2: <laughs> So. Well, that's a good point, actually, because these Romans might have been in an amphitheater or like the walls around Chester, that sort of thing. And people might go to those sort of places with the romantic idea of seeing a ghost. Whereas, hmm. is anyone going to go ghost hunting on a council estate? I can't see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it's an untapped resource. Perhaps we do that.
0: Yeah. Is it? I'd not thought about the electricity thing before, though. But then saying that, you talk about the Romans and that kind of historic... Thing and you, you see these Roman guards go walking through. Even in America, these Roman guards walking through. We we spoke to a guy um, at Stardust Ranch, John Edmonds, and he said that Roman two Roman guards walked through his living room, and he's in the middle of Arizona. So I, I don't know how that works, oh, but wow. he's on a ley line there. So I don't know uh, if like the sort of spiritual energy, like the electricity, spiritual energy lines. Maybe doing something there. But what we don't see, and this would be mind blowing, as we're sort of on timelines of what we're gonna see and
1: what kind of ghosts. Um
0: sorry, it's been a while since we've properly recorded in this.
1: <laughs> yeah. We had a week, we had a week, we've had a week off and I feel like I don't know what to
2: do anymore. <laughs> um, what about prehistoric ghosts? You don't see any ghosts of dinosaurs, do you? That's that's one no. of the things people and, bring up all the time.
0: And we know they existed because we've got their bones. We we dig up their bones. So how's that work?
2: No electricity back then, you see, Greg. We've sussed it.
0: It's a good point though. That whole electricity thing is a good point. And I hadn't thought about that before,
1: so maybe that's something we need to Say saying that about dinosaurs. Um <laughs> I don't know where we're going now. I don't Go know on. where we're going with starting now, but I'll carry on. <laughs> um, so I'm friends with someone and he has seen a per Or what looked like a per and he's gone down the cryptid route with it. Like mm-hmm. is it uh like cryptid? I could say air monster. It is <laughs> no. an air monster. <laughs> I think like a sea monster, it's like, air yeah, monster. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess it is. Sorry, Chris, you've you've landed in this absolute <laughs> nightmare of a podcast recording.
2: Air monster, fine. I, I can see the way your minds work. It's like it's like the rabbit <laughs> holes. I go down, I'm fine with it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, air monster. Uh, but could that have been a ghost? of a heard a rather than rather than natural? Very good
2: point. But what about uh, the lot in monster? Could that be uh, a a dinosaur, you know, the ghost of a dinosaur, because they struggle to find any evidence with sonar and whatnot, don't they? But yet so many people claim to have seen it. So perhaps, perhaps you've got something there.
0: That's, that is a good shout. We'd never even thought about some of this cryptid stuff
1: um, as ghosts. Ghosts.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) So we need to do council house investigations and cryptid ghosts. That's the next two. Okay.
2: Interesting idea, and mentioned in the hotel before. They did something this week called the Singapore Theory, where you dress and make the place more like uh, old times to kind of encourage the spirits to communicate because it's more familiar to them. So, if we go to the council houses, maybe we should put the baseball caps, the track suits on that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Try and that's a good shout. We just rock up.
2: Try it. With try track it. Track suits, hoodies.
0: <laughs> And my Reebok classics. Excellent. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good idea, though. There's it, it, a fair point. What happened with that Singapore theory? Did they? I haven't
2: seen the episode yet. But... Very good. Very good, actually. Um, I was at the hotel on Friday night. Yeah. Um, very similar. They already had the candles out on the table, and you might have seen the post about poltergeist activity there.
0: Mm. It what was right that about?
2: Um, presuming that. This goes out after, because I, I think they're trying to, like, can kind of Tuesday it'll go time. out. Tuesday, right. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't give too much away, because I know they're trying to tease it on the socials. But I'll just say that there were six of us around a the table. There were three candles in the middle of the table, and something fantastic happened. And uh, Brett, who's a lovely lad, screamed like a girl.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: So it was good. It was good.
0: Although I have seen was... Brett, no part of there during their, their lockdown thing. <laughs> he just just left.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So that's cool. But you can't tell us what it week. was.
2: I've got to wait and see now.
0: Tell us off air uh, and then we'll...
2: Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. And that was all. We, we had all the electric lights off, you know, no devices and just candles in the middle of the table. And wow. boom, it just happened. So, uh, yeah, watch out for that. Uh, but yeah, the, the episode they just put out, they had uh, direct voice phenomena. Um, they had two black shadows. Um, I think they won two separate nights, actually, but it was just after the Singapore Theory. Um, so it seems to work. It seems to be something to it. Hmm.
0: I'll have to try that next time we're up there. Ash, I'll get my uh, growing up clothes because <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not here. You. I'm not here. You. Growing here, up in, clothes. Yeah, what I wore when I grew up. Um, that was the joke because it was I'm old.
1: Oh right, yeah. yeah I missed, <laughs> fucking I
2: hell. Completely miss that joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Greg's old. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, think
2: wow. he's not that much older than me? I don't think so. I'm, I'm keeping quiet.
0: <laughs> it depends how old you are, Chris. How old are you?
2: Can I lie and say 25? I'm
0: 41. Oh, I'm,
2: I'm, oh, I'm, I'm older.
0: <laughs> I don't look it, I know, but...
2: I, well, it's just about... You beat me to it, Greg.
0: <laughs> I'm not much older. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> I'll tell you off air, what the number is... It's still a four. That's I'm still in the fours, so we're all good. Um, so, getting on to your origin story. So, what got you into the paranormal you, you mentioned about like the the UAP and the autopsy video which I don't think helped when Ant and Dec done their yeah their, I their film I really I think that might have put the scene back a little bit but
2: so uh, what, what going into the
0: paranormal yeah
2: <laughs> I've got a prop so I'm going to show you oh. something now that's familiar to many people who are into the paranormal you remember this one the Osborne World of the Unknown Ghosts. No. It's very uh, popular. This, this is actually a reprint of it that's got um, a forenote by Reese Shearsmith because okay. it I was it. his inspiration. It was one of his first things. And actually, when you, you talk to people into the paranormal, everybody knows that book. It's one of the first things. One of my earliest memories of reading a book was that book. And I read every page of it. I read it every night. And following on from that, and bearing in mind I was only six or seven at the time, I would buy every ghost story I could lay my hands on and read every page of it and recite it to my friends, terrify them all, but I loved it. I was absolutely uh, obsessed with it. I think I was watching things like Poltergeist and uh, The Exorcist by about eight (laughs) or nine years old. And Whereas it might have terrified some people. I was just... Hooked, you know, I was like, because it's, it's like a, a bit of magic that actually might be real, there might be something mm-hmm. to it. So, yeah, I, I loved a ghost story, um, and I would lay my hands on anything I could find to tell me more about these things. <laughs> I actually remember talking to my auntie, and I came up with a theory when I was about six or seven years old on how to catch a ghost.
0: Oh, go on, share that.
2: So I I started my business at an early age. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so a six year old, I was thinking, right, ghosts can go through things. What else can go through things? Water. So maybe if I get a water gun and squirt a ghost, it'll stop them. Wow. Maybe one day I'll get to test that out.
0: Take one to the hotel.
2: I I should, yeah. I'm sure Harry will be fine with that. (laughs) 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 Next to all their equipment as well. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's that's how I started, and I would love to say there was some big incident that, um, you know, I saw something, but the reality is, until I was in my late 30s, I actually never saw anything serious, you know, I, I grew up watching things like Most Haunted, and I know everyone has their opinion on Most Haunted these days, um, but it, it certainly um, opened up the field to a lot of people, didn't it, you know, whatever you think of it, and uh like I say, there was always a good story behind them and everything, so yeah, fascinated me. And I've got to admit, until I was in my late 30s, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, um, you know, people like the Haunted Hunts and groups that go and do paranormal investigations that were accessible to to your average person. Um, so I didn't do anything serious. I'd done things like you know the Edinburgh Ghost Tours, Chester Ghost Tours, those sorts of things. But I never did a serious like investigation um, until only a few years ago. But again, loved it, was hooked. Uh really wanted to get into it. And then you look at the equipment. Um uh, it's so expensive, isn't it? It's really expensive. And I've, I've all I've got my background is I do software, I do electronics. Um so I thought I've got to learn how these things work and uh, you know make them for myself. Never had ideas of selling anything. Um yeah I, I do all my research, find out how these things work. Um, and go about making stuff for myself. Um, friends were saying, "That's that's great. You, you should sell that." I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I've never done anything like this before. You know, set up a shop or anything like that. Um, I'd hate to think people would buy it and it'd not work, and they wouldn't like it. Um, so I just was making it for myself for a while, and eventually sold one or two, and people loved them. And you know, I wasn't charging the earth for it, so it's just." carried on from there um I'm getting bigger and bigger and I am in talks with companies well a company in Germany want to buy hundreds of items off me and I'm I'm having to manage their expectations because unfortunately I still have a full-time job uh, 40 hours a week you know uh, um still got a family to to be with and I, I do paranormal investigations in my spare time I do charity work um so it's uh yeah, <laughs> I have to manage their expectations. Say, so, look, I'd love to tell you hundreds of these items, but in reality, I can only make a few a week, you know. Um, so it's going really well. Um, like I say, I, I've stuck to the principle of I do make a profit, but I don't want to be extortionate, you know. Um, don't want to charge people too much because I want to make it accessible because I think everyone should be able to do these things, go out and enjoy themselves, and not have to take out a mortgage just to get, you know, like an ITC device or you know, a REM pod or something.
1: Mm, definitely. definitely. Before we come on to the equipment and the stuff that you've, you've made, you mentioned the experiences in your late 30s before you kind of had sort of any experiences. Can you just talk to us about them?
2: So I've started, um, I started volunteering for a company called Haunted Rooms um, and we did Stanley Palace in Chester. First time I went there, first time we had a lot of activity. There's a long, I don't know if you've ever been there, it's not too far from the hotel actually, but there's a, a long uh, function hall upstairs with a grand piano at one end and chairs at the other. And uh we're all doing a vigil at the far end away from the piano and we started hearing a, a, a little tinking noise. Just a dink, dink. We're looking at each other like, what's this noise? You know, and first time there. So didn't know what it could be. You know, there was something outside blowing in the wind or something silly like that. And anyway, this, this noise kept coming and going and coming and going. And then two of us saw what looked to be a humanoid shape, but like a white cloud by the piano. And we both kind of jumped and kind of looked at each other and, and then looked back and it seemed to disappear. But we, we were both thinking, did we actually see that? What was that actually? What we think it was. And I will never know because obviously they don't allow cameras in there, unfortunately. So we couldn't take pictures. Um, and there's no CCTV or anything in that area. So I will never know for sure, a hundred percent, but what on earth was that? And I have been back to that place 10, at least 10 times since, and I've never seen it again. Um, that piano has never made that tinking noise ever again. So I've no idea what it was, but I can't explain it. And, uh, that really <laughs> if it was obsessed before that really uh, got my spidey senses tingling and i had to carry on
0: it's um it's interesting because it it does just take that one sort of thing and it can just completely change how you think about the topic i mean i've i've had loads of experiences since i've started getting interested in in the topics as i got older and um yeah it's it just spurs you on even more as well doesn't it and you just think it's almost like the holy grail is just out of reach all the time same with uaps and everything like that it's just that that amazing piece of footage or that amazing piece of evidence that you can sort of say to other people have a look at this it's just out of reach but everybody's got their own sort of personal experience that that really sort of pushes that passion through. So, I mean, and that's the difference between that experience that you've had and the kind of experience that you can have at the hotel. This is not a fucking advert for the hotel, just to clarify. Listen, I'm listens. always we, there. Mate. We're oh, not paying. Well, we should be paid. Danny and that should be paying <laughs> us because we we talk about it all the bloody time on this book. Anyway, the the whole concept that there's all the cameras there to capture stuff that happens. Is complete contrast to some of these places that have got no cameras, don't allow video, which is weird, all that kind of stuff. And you just think, why are you not allowing video to be captured or or stuff like that? Because we do, we do like the haunted pubs episode that we around the UK, and every pub's got this this thing that seems to happen all the time, but nobody. Is able to back it up with any kind of evidence. I mean, we've seen bits and pieces, but not like you can get uh, at a certain hotel.
2: That's the big so, difference, isn't it? That's mm. that's what makes it so special and stands out from the rest. The fact that you can back it up. Yeah. Um, and when you see this this episode from when we were there on Friday, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> it would be easy to hear the story from me and think well, somebody somebody knocked a table or something like that, but Mm. it's so obviously not when you see it on the camera. Um, And it just sets it apart, doesn't it? And they they do so many things in that place as well. So another thing I'm fascinated by is Danny's got um, like a a frequency generator and a a brown noise generator, you know, so it pumps out sound into the atmosphere there and it makes things happen. It, It seems to stimulate activity. So it fascinated me so I went down uh, the route of designing like a a frequency generator myself and taking it there, Um, Brown Noise Machine as well. And we did an S test method session there once, and nothing was happening. So we just got the Brown Noise Machine out and started pumping it out, and we started getting started getting things through. We started getting words through. So it fascinates me that you know there could be something in this, you know, uh, frequencies. I'm going down another rabbit hole here, but uh, what about parallel parallel universes? If there's another version of our world that's slightly out of phase with us, so mm-hmm. with your electricity going back to that as well, you, you get three phase supplies, and each one of its uh, each phase is out of sync with the other. It's out of phase. So, what if there are universes that are just out of phase with each other? And there are ways with electricity to bring them in line. You could add a capacitor, you know, resistance, and you can you can get them in phase. What if there's a way of doing that with, say, parallel worlds? You know, and obviously it'd be more complicated than just having a capacitor or something like that. There'd be more to it, but you know, there could be environmental factors that are helping that happen. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I think there's something in the frequencies and things like that. You know, if there is a way of manipulating the frequencies and Maybe bringing these parallel worlds in line, perhaps it's all theoretical, isn't it, but I think there's something there, I think it's something that needs to be followed up on you know fascinating fascinating
0: yeah i mean the the whole like parallel universe dimensional stuff is stuff that we've talked about with the the uaps and the um cryptids as well that they they could just be visiting us from another dimension and l- <laughs> like me and I said three years ago, we were. Talk- if we'd have been talking about this on episode one, I think we'd have been nuts. I think we'd have been nuts. But I think the journey that people go on when they start looking into this subject, the paranormal subject, into UAPs, all that kind of stuff, and it it kind of makes sense. Like you you mentioned about the the different phases and the universes being just out of phase of each other. Um, it makes sense when you think about it but saying it out loud to people who are not interested in the subject, they probably think, what the fuck are you lot on about? Because you're all nuts. But th- I think the more you, like you go down a rabbit hole and it all, it all blurs, and like Reddit rabbit holes are, are the worst, but they're also the best because you, you can just – somebody will say something, you go, actually, that makes sense, or I'll go down that that avenue. So what what – what do you think is going to be is the best piece of equipment? So before we get on to stuff you you, you make, what what do you think is the best piece of equipment that you've experienced? Say so apart from that brand noise generator, is there anything that you think you know what people need to try this or?
2: Well, Danny's got an interesting bit of kit, hasn't he? The Introbox. Have you seen mm. that? It's, um, it's scanning, I think it's scanning frequencies that aren't used by radio stations because a lot of these devices out there, like the uh, spirit boxes, they are scanning radio stations. So they'll pump out a word, but it's just part of a, a song. Now, what's interesting about Danny's device there is it's only scanning frequencies that aren't used by radio stations. Uh, and he's also pumping out there um, sounds that he believes may stimulate activity. And he gets, he gets words coming through. He gets um, Grace, the haunted doll speaking to, uh, not all the time, you know, not on demand, unfortunately, you know, but quite a lot. And they're able to capture things. So that, that fascinates me. That's a really interesting bit of kit.
0: The Estes method has been one that we've found to be super successful in um, experiments we've done. How have you, how do you find that, that method? Do you?
2: I, I have mixed results on it. I've had um, friends of mine uh, have heard their own voice mimic back to them, and that, that's incredible because you can't hear your own voice on a radio station somewhere, you know, so you know that's legit, that's, that's interesting. Um, sometimes you get nothing, but I think that then makes the times you do get something, and it's valid, it makes sense, it makes it more interesting. If you were just getting words left, right and centre, it just wouldn't hold much weight. So I think there's something in it. I think there could be something in that.
1: Definitely. You mentioned like brown noise and white noise and this. Uh, just explain sort of what that is and what the difference is. I think like most people know what white noise is. What yeah, slightly so- noise and brown noise, that type of stuff.
2: So your white noise is your static, isn't it? So uh, it's it's remnants from the Big Bang, the, you know, little bits of radiation, background radiation that you can pick up through radio radio waves. And uh, the brown noise is similar, but it's a different tone. Uh, I believe it can be used to soothe, say, like um, dogs. You know, <laughs> if you leave a dog at home, you can leave brown noise on to soothe It's kind of like a almost like sounds of the womb. Kind of thing, you know? it's have to sliding. try that on my dogs. <laughs> I think it's on Spotify. I think you can get brown noise on Spotify, try oh,
0: can you? Uh, okay,
2: yeah, uh, Um, but it's very interesting that pumping that out in a place like the hotel can um make things happen, so uh, it's interesting.
1: Hmm. So, what are some of the sort of care okay, talk about your work now, your um phantom physics. Uh, had. You talked about sort of how it all came about, wanting to make kind of affordable, get the equipment, because it is very expensive. I was looking to buy a spirit box couple I was going, I was like, I'll watch for basically <laughs> I a radio. Know. It's like,
2: I know. like £100 yeah. for yeah.
1: a radio. Um, that was actually got the got one first yet. device.
2: <laughs> that was the first device I started making actually with spirit boxes for that reason. I wanted one myself and I've still got my original prototype. I take it to every uh, investigation. I still use it now. Um, but yeah, it's essentially scanning uh, radio frequencies. So I've got like you know, it's got a Raspberry Pi controller in there. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but it's uh, got a, a like an FM board in there as well to scan the radio waves. And yeah, it's it's doing the same as all the big devices out there. Um, they probably have a lot more settings, but that's what you want, doesn't it? Uh, if you want to spend your three hundred pounds, you can get a different kind of speeds that scan through that sort of stuff i might mine does that but perhaps there's a few more tinker settings that you can do on those um yeah i i think i was selling them at something like 80 pound whereas you know you buy one of these spirit boxes and they could be like 200 quid something like that so it's yeah about being accessible i'm not trying to take business away from anyone because the big ones out there will always be there i just do it as almost a hobby because i'm passionate about it and just kind of want to make it available for your average person.
1: Cool. So what else? That's how I started. Oh, yeah, go on, yeah, go on.
2: talk us about more of the... So, the I mean, computer. I started making REM pods as well, but I thought, well, I'll make something a little bit different. So I made like a, a Remy, his name was, he was a 3D ghost uh, REM pod. And uh, he, he just lit up different colours, that sort of thing, you know, just to be a little bit different. Uh, again, just something that interested me in doing it. Um, And I moved on to uh, like spirit boxes that scan and pump uh, white noise out. Um, And now moved on to uh, a couple of devices I'm really excited about actually. One's like a a tracer tape, you know, like a long LED strip. um, And it's continuously looking in front of the device. And should it see an object, whether we can see it or not, you know, if something breaks the beam, it will show you on that LED light strip it's been broken. So you have an idea of where, you know, if there is something there, where, where that noise has come from, where that object is. Uh, so that's something I'm quite excited about at the moment. Uh, and another one is the thermal tracker. I've just made two. I'm waiting for more parts to make more because it's it's just go, it just boomed. Um, so it, it continuously looks at the room in front of it for changes in temperature. So as soon as you turn it on, it calibrates itself. So the room's, say, 20 degrees Average and uh, should it drop to say suddenly 18, 17 degrees, why is it suddenly gone cold in that spot? And it gives you a grid layout to show you roughly where that um, cold spot was. We've had some really good results with that actually. We were using it at Holton Castle and we were calling out, asking, asking um, questions, you know, are there any men? are men and women there. And all of a sudden, and someone started asking if there were any children there, cold spot. And someone also had another device that also noticed a drop in temperature. Then everything went quiet. And then they started asking about children again. Another cold spot. This, this, is, this is strange. It's, you know, but brilliant at the same time. Because we'd never have known that there was this sudden drop in temperature in that room unless we had these devices. So that's something I'm, I'm very excited about. And very frustrated, I can't get the parts quicker. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. yeah, it's a challenge for I like mocha chips and all that kind of stuff at the moment, anyway.
2: but um, There's been a big national holiday in China as well, I think. So everything's there. There has, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I shipped, yeah, they were all off last week. I, uh,
2: mm, That's it. I do with China so a always, lot. Yeah. The old gears are always turning in my head with other ideas. And uh, yeah, so I've always got more coming, more in the pipeline watch this space
0: what what kind of things have you got coming up then what are your thoughts well, on stuff
2: i was sharing brett actually on friday i took with me i've made um portable temperature humidity uh, magnometer and pressure sensors and they all feed back to my phone so should there have been any sudden change in environmental conditions whilst we we're at the hotel i'd have got an alert on my phone and we'd have seen it Restrakingly, there wasn't. But <laughs> if there had been, I'd have known about it.
0: <laughs> wow. sounds like you're a bit of a tech wizard.
2: I just have these ideas. and I just have to, you know, I, I get these ideas for myself. And I think, could I do that? Yeah, I could, I could use that board. I could use that sensor, connect that up. And uh, before I know it, I've done it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm always thinking of the next product. Uh, I probably enjoy more... Dreaming up the new stuff rather than making all the old stuff um, just just fascinates me. It's just yeah, my thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now I've been looking at your Etsy shop, and um, there's some really cool stuff on there. The, the witch's boot house lamp oh, yes. pod. Yeah, that's quite uh, a cool yeah. looking thing, especially as we approach Halloween.
2: yes well i've just had a really busy weekend actually uh just just boomed because of course spooky season's coming just at the time when you can't get any parts (laughs)
1: yeah
2: (laughs) so stock is dwindling unfortunately so
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so can people buy is it just through etsy that people can buy it or
2: yeah it's through the etsy primarily um Anyone can message me. I always say to to people who've bought before, and uh, or if someone knows me, just just message me. You know, just we'll sort something out. You know, so Etsy is primarily the uh, the store. The store's called Phantom Physics GB. Um, yeah, ch- check it out, and if you're interested, let me know.
0: <laughs> we'll put a link on the the show notes and everything like that.
2: I just
1: I <laughs> wanted to ask because you mentioned that device you, you you're showing Brett that goes to your phone. What about phone apps? What's your kind of take on things like Necrophonic and these things that people tend to show or the XLS things like that? What's your take on? All I
2: mean, that? mobile phones have the sensors in them to work like another ITC device. Um, however, in the past, um, when I've been volunteering for companies and I've seen these these apps, I come out with some fantastic things and quite a lot of, of words, and you start thinking. It's a little too fantastic, there might be something in them, there might be, but for me, I'd rather stick to the, the ITC devices on the market rather than the apps. I think it's very easy when you're doing an app to just, uh, I'm not saying they do, but you know, uh, make sure it pumps out words whether anything's happening or not. You want to. You want something to have caused that word. You want a, a change in the atmosphere, changing the magnetic field around it. You don't just want random words pumping out, you know. Um, so yeah, I I'm skeptical. However, I I believe that they there could be something to them, but uh, I'd rather use something else.
0: I fucking hate those apps. I won't <laughs> lie. And then especially when you go on social media and um, people go, right, what's what's the best app I can get to communicate and um it's just like what and then that's why i get banned from other groups all the time because i just i just say how it is tell but then you tell <laughs> you get loads of people when they're going try this app it's amazing and then somebody will go on there like somebody who's actually thinking about it properly and go i like a friend of a friend is the guy who built the app and he said it's purely for entertainment purposes only which i know you kind of, they all say that. But like you mentioned, it's only as good as the words that are putting into it. So if it only ever puts in um, all the words that are in Bram, Stoke, Bram Stoker's Dracula or something like that or some other Christmas carol, so it's got ghosts and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's only ever going to pick those words. So it's weird because... But funny we should say that we we use what was the um the, the the device we used at the hotel ash that it was pumping out the word I can't remember what it's called the Is Alice your, box yeah 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 Alice oh box. yeah that's the
2: that's the market leader that one isn't it yeah yeah
0: so so we we picked it up and we said we wanted to try it and Danny was just like yeah but <laughs> so we were getting random words and then we went in with a grace doll and the words changed the the they went darker they were multiple words rather than just single random words being generated. It was weird, wasn't it? And it, did it say something about killing someone?
1: Yeah, it was, it, it was started doing full sentences. Yeah. It was all dark weird. words like murder. <laughs> um, yep. Death. And whereas in the audio, we'd, we'd been using for like a couple of hours in the other rooms and it's just nothing. It's just nonsensical. It's just random words. Didn't make any connection to each other. We went into room eight with Grace doll and it was sentences. It was, all kind of related to each other it was all about like i can't remember now but it was like death and names and it was something sorts. like
0: um i murdered her or something like that like the full sentence it was, it was weird as hell it was and when weird. we came
1: out the roommate he went back just to <laughs> spitting out like dog jupiter like just random words that don't yeah, make any yeah. sort of thing but yeah like i say it's when it I think I guess like when it needs to be its program like apps, it's hard I think it has to it's got that human element to it, so it's you have to consider that.
2: Hmm. I'd always be looking for something else to back it up. Um, because there's always the chance that just just something's happening, and you know, some environmental change that's made a word come out. So I'd always be looking for, like you say, you know, if you are around the grey stall when words like murder start coming out, there might be something to it, yeah. Hmm. So uh,
0: it definitely changed. It definitely yeah. changed the tone of those words coming out was completely different, completely different. Yeah. And the person who was with us as well, she was like, yes, yeah, this is, this is it's different. So do you have any like tips for people using these kind of devices? Because we I had a – go on, sorry.
2: I was going to say, the, the, the big thing is as well, Like you, you imagine you're looking for changes in the atmosphere, changes in the electromagnetic field. And um, people will be walking around with them. And I'd, I'd say, keep it still, put it down, put it next to, you know, your grey or whatever. And then if you see something pop up, you know, there's been a legitimate change. Whereas if you're shaking it around, um, you're taking it near electrical devices, it could pick something up. So, yeah, I'd always say, keep it still, keep it in the same place. And then if anything pops up, you know, there's been a change there.
0: We had a conversation. So we used the Alice box um in one one of the rooms there's room two i think and we were it was just spitting out random words and we were changing the conversation based on the words that were coming out yeah yeah and we were yeah, like yeah. oh actually we we probably shouldn't do that because it is almost leading you down a different path and we did say we were discussing it that if you are having a line of questioning and these it says like texas or something like that and you go oh you're from texas which if you're in chester probably not but people then i've seen it on programs myself where people will will start using the answers or the, the results that come up on the alice box or whatever device as their means of conversation rather than which could be random as as anything instead of just keeping that line of questioning and it, it almost ignoring anything that's sort of completely wrong or doesn't fit what you're talking about so if i'm ta- trying to talk about are you in the room and it says texas or whatever which clearly is a spurious result and it's not it isn't anything to do with that instead of sort of going down that oh you're from texas or whatever that you should still keep drilling the, the same
2: you're right. because line. If you are right if you ask them, where are you from, and it came up with Texas, then you're more inclined to believe, right, we're getting a conversation going here. Whereas if you've asked something completely different, you get Texas coming up, you're thinking, it's, uh, it's, it's nothing. Um, but it's a way of getting a conversation going, isn't it? Sometimes, you know what it's like with a paranormal, you can get nothing, it can be so flat, and it's so frustrating. So it can be a way of getting a conversation going sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I would take it with a pinch of salt and uh, look for genuine answers rather than making it fit. You're right.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Some people make – it's funny because you go on these groups and, oh, my God, it's a it's a passionate hate of mine. If I say – and just on the other flip side, out with UFOs, ash is the same somebody will put a picture up and go, this is a TR3B. I just have to scroll down and wait for Ash's response to this, <laughs> which happened yesterday. And I was like, I wondered when I'd see you on here, Ash. But it's just like people jump to these conclusions on the um, on the groups, on all these different things and going, oh, my God. that's..." A... And then everybody backs them up. And they're like, well, if you don't like it, scroll through. And I'm like, well. I want to try and... It's about
2: progressing the field, isn't it, as well? Yeah. I mean, the, with paranormal ghost uh, photos, you get so many pictures of dust particles and people saying they're orbs, don't you? I can imagine, you know, Ash probably gets hundreds of fo- photos sent to him, possibly of something like Venus, because it's, it's in the sky, it's bright, it's a UFO. And uh, there's, you've always got to look for a more uh, reasonable explanation. And if you can't come up with it, then yes, maybe it's something it could be just something soft can't it I think I think did you see something like was it the moon or something in Delamere or something like the the, the light yeah Yeah. I was (laughs) looking
0: it was it was a weird night anyway and the episode's not not out yet which is frustrating but there there was there was a lot more happened than we've we've spoken about on the podcast but yeah there was one point and I looked over and I saw this light in the in the, the the woods I was like sure that i'm sure that's the moon i'm sure it's the moon it was bright it was bright it was a the most amazingly clear night that night and then the moon was behind and i, I looked at danny i was like is that the moon <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's looking over i was like i'm sure it's the moon <laughs> which it was yeah. but
2: <laughs> well, you did the right thing you went and debunked it you you made sure yeah. of what it was whereas some people might have jumped up saying yes we've made contact you know uh, yeah, you can't do that. You've yeah. got to, you've got to check it, haven't you? It can't
0: just. I only had to wait a few more minutes, and it just the moon was rising at that point, so it would have become more apparent a few minutes later. But it was just the where it was and what we were doing at the time was just like.
2: <laughs> have you ever been you to Delamere? Oh, we get to Delamere all the time. It's uh, just down the road from us because we're in Chester. Um, it's one of our family favorite spots to go for a walk. You know, it's great in the summer and the winter. A place. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, now I know there's there might be more to it I'll be there even more (laughs) you
0: wait till you see the episode if there's this particular bit that happened when we were sat down um, I'm pretty sure that'll be on there because that was that was um, an interesting moment or interesting minutes for quite a few minutes so um, yeah Ash had seen some stuff as well behind me and there were there was all sorts that happened in one particular bit, which I'll tell you off air. If you share your bit, I'll share our bit. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a crazy place. And what I was going to ask, what's the most compelling piece of evidence that you've seen? Not necessarily that you've experienced, but that you've seen. Because there's there's always that moment, like with Bigfoot, there's that one piece of footage where there's, the, like Bigfoot or Sasquatch walking across the the dry lake um, that everybody's seen, and they and can't really be debunked. We spoke to a guy who's got the footprint of what of it, which was quite yeah. insane. And um, he showed us it on camera, didn't he? Ash, do you remember? It's like I'll go and get it. I'll go and get it. He brought out this bloody plaster of Paris sort of footprint that had been taken from the scene. Yeah. So what? What have you seen, either online, TV, or ever that you think, actually, that is amazing?
2: There was something not so long ago, probably this time last year, uh, from the Haunted Hunts, where they investigated Pendle Hill, and they went to Lower Wellhead Farm. They we were given special permission, because I believe people still live there. And, I mean, they were catching things all night. They had uh, voices coming through. They had uh, They saw shadows moving themselves. They had a locked-off camera room on room watching the corridor. There's a full. I know he's been, You're going to say the door. it's. It's incredible. It's. It, I, I. You've got to um, fully believe that they're telling the truth, haven't you? Because I wasn't there to see this, but my God, it's compelling. It really is. Uh, it's one of them. I've screenshotted and saved it. You know, I'll look at it now and again. And think that's incredible.
0: I think that's so one I'd of the best bits I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an impressive piece of footage for definite, and like you say, what knowing Danny like we do, and I, I can't—he doesn't strike me as the kind of person.
2: He will try and debunk everything, will So I'm inclined <laughs> to believe him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very good footage. Um, yeah, I'd recommend anyone watch that. Best one I've seen.
0: That is a great episode of the the Haunted Hunts, isn't it? What about you, Ash? What's the best bit of footage you've ever seen?
1: Um, so I like, I like I like that. And when as soon as you said haunted hunts, I thought it's going to be that shadow figure, the shadow yeah. walking across. That, yeah. um, but it's very similar to that. And talking about the hotel again, the the, the, the way it looks like the figure walking across the corridor into the wall, uh, and it sort of goes. And then when they've done the sort of research into the building, like the, it used to be open plan, and that wall never used to be there, so it's like it, that was uh, an old figure that's still walking. That wall might not have been there when it was walking. So that's why it's appears to walk through the room. And again, that was locked off. There's no one up there. There's nothing happening that could have caused that clear shadow to walk right across that that, that corridor. Um, I think just because like I say I'll talk about the hotel again, but like the amount of stuff they do have is just unbelievable. And it's because they have all the cameras there. They're they yeah. recording 24-7, so they are going to get um more well, so apart from that uh, my own experiences uh, but that's not evidence that's only evidence to me um like right, we then again the, the footage we caught in my basement uh the rock in the water. Oh, I've heard so about was, your basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something throwing a rock at us and there's nowhere it could have come from. Yeah. Uh, and I did capture the noise on camera, not the Yeah we thing, did. Yeah. But, um yeah I guess for me, yeah, personal. It's because, like say, with footage, you're not there, so you can't 100% know that, no matter how much you trust, that like we've worked with Danny, we know how he works. I would don't think that he'd fake any of that stuff, but unless you're there, you have no idea. Uh, so any sort of anything online, anything TV stuff, any sort of clips, it's always going to be a bit of question to it. Whereas yeah. with personal experiences, I know that happened. So yeah. uh, I know I can trust um, my own senses, I guess.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's there's nothing better than actually being there at the time. I was, I was at um, Chirk Mill recently. Uh, I was on my own in the building, and I just started uh, a little investigation with an H4 mic. Are you familiar with the H4 microphones? They pick up everything. They're so sensitive. Brilliant. Um, I just literally turned it on. I was coming down the stairs, and I heard a woman's voice singing. I'm ready. So I thought maybe the owner had come back in, uh, Tracy. Uh, So I went to find her. Nope, (laughs) there was no one in the building. I was on my own. So where did this voice come from? So things like that, you know yourself in yourself, that there couldn't have been anyone else there that has done this. It's nothing better than that, is there?
0: Definitely. Definitely. Greg? So yours. Okay.
1: Um, I get away without you answering.
0: So I don't... I don't really want to talk about the hotel, but that the bit that went past the window, there was like a white object that went past the window, swept past the window. We were lucky enough that we were doing um, a Facebook Live at the time and we were discussing that bit of footage because we'd like screen grabbed it or whatever. Um, and then one of the guys listening who got his own podcast and uh, sorry, his own YouTube channel and uh, and whatnot, Ben Woolgate, he had took the footage, he'd like done all loads of weird stuff while we were on the live and sent it to us so we could put it up on the screen at the same time. Um, Yeah, it was just mad. And once we've been to it and saw, been in the room, we were in there and we got a tap on that particular glass as well when we were we were talking. We've just about got it sort of on on audio. But yeah, it's, that, was, that was a great bit of... Of evidence the other bit was um we were in the brothel there the one at the hotel not any other brothel <laughs> just a night just out had you just
1: cleared out. that up last, yeah last time yeah. greg came up with uh... that
0: yeah it's wild when we get together um and it it doesn't come across well i didn't get any of what happened as it happened, I was sat at the far end of the, the table in the brothel, at the head of the table, where I belong, and in the throne. And Ash was one at the far end. The the person we were with was sort of to the, the left, so there was three of us around the table. And then all of a sudden, those two were like, did you just move the table or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> no. I hadn't even heard, felt the table moving. that's a big table in the brothel. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and we got it on video, and they used it on the the episode on VHX, and it's like it's something hits the table from underneath and knocks Ash's camera and, and you hear the thump, you hear the thump. and when I listen to it back, the clip back. it comes from sort of the side of the table opposite from where Ash was. By the side of the camera, like and wax it up, and the, the the camera physically moves. It was, and I was at the far end. I didn't even feel the table move as such. I didn't even know what was going on at that point. But yeah, that was that was a good bit. Or whilst I didn't really experience it, I was there when it happened, so I know that there was only three of us, and that table's too big for
1: even Ash to move because he he was trying to move it after. That's really like lean on it and really put all my weight on the table to even like shift it like mm. a little bit. Whereas the, I was just sat there and it just the table just like shut like into me. It was like it was weird. It was Yeah. It was weird.
0: And then in room five we had some knocking on the door. That was another thing that happened. Ash heard baby noise. We Thank didn't you. hear that. Well, I didn't hear that that baby noise. Um but the the knocking on the door was mental and then we're straight on to danny because that's the other good thing about that place is you can get verification or validation straight away um and he showed us the video footage like in, on the break whatever. it's like no nope, there's nothing nothing outside at the same time that that the knocks happened and it was yeah that i mean the whole t- the experience that we had was very good but um yeah there's loads of amazing bits of footage out there that I think people if they go to YouTube and you put in like like paranormal videos, there's loads of crap on there and there's loads of bits that have been faked and people setting up stuff. But there is some stuff out there and it's there's some weird shit happens out there that's on the internet. And if people look at there's one and I I can't for the life of me remember what it was called but this guy had a locked off camera facing a mirror so it was facing itself and the camera moves and you there's there's nothing there there's nobody around there no and he's he he filmed it so so it was filming its own reflection so you could see everything behind it weird like proper weird i do get though that some of them like you say there's a lot of clever people out there on the internet especially with video editing skills and uh, and stuff like that nowadays that even kids now know how to video edit and and can do all the fancy stuff, and you can get free apps that will manipulate footage for you and all sorts. So you, it's very difficult to know whether or not footage you're seeing is real, whether it's manip- manipulated, whether it's straight-up faked. Um, if it has millions of views, why.
1: then it's probably fake. Yes, yeah,
0: it is, and there's good stuff out there that just doesn't get seen properly because people always go to the big, big sort of like YouTube channels and don't bother looking elsewhere for, for evidence. Yeah,
2: I mean that's it. It's it's it. You go back to like your most haunted, and regardless whether a place was acted or not, there was always something going on, wasn't there? There was always bangs cameraman always got, you know, um, touched or something like that. There was always evidence. And for a half, a, half an hour episode, that's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And whereas the hotel and Danny will happily put out an episode where unfortunately nothing happened, but that's the nature of the paranormal. So that's yeah. why I'm more inclined to believe those, although they might not get the hits that others do on YouTube, which is unfortunate because they're probably more honest. Yeah, um, I'm more inclined to believe them and watch those things rather than sensational ones where bangs and things are getting thrown around all the time. You know.
0: Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah, it's so, okay. Then, so you talk about most haunted. What is your favourite go-to sort of program? I know what mine is, but.
2: All right. I'll tell okay. You mine.
0: Okay. So mine's <laughs> well, mine's t- Hellier. Hellier is a good one. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but if you've watched I've, Hellier, heard that of it. Is I've mad. not
2: watched it yet. Yeah, That is mad.
0: That's my that's my favourite
2: out of all of them. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, um, I've mentioned the haunted hunts. That's that's been one of my favourites for a while <laughs> yep. now. I've watched the haunted hotel every week as well. Um, there's a local team as well that have a YouTube channel called Haunted Scouts. Um, they're they're quite good. I like the way they do things as well because you can tell by the way they do it that I'm inclined to believe them, but. Uh, one of my favourites. Well, like, yeah, they Yeah, No nonsense and
1: just have a laugh and stuff as well.
2: They are. They are. They, they keep teasing about doing a proper, uh, similar to you guys, you know, like a haunted pub crawl with all the pubs in Liverpool. They've even made a T-shirt with all the pubs they do on it. <laughs> I'd love to do that with them. <laughs> We'd definitely be seeing spirits by the end of the night, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so I like, I like that. And uh, I did enjoy on um, Discovery, there was a show called Paranormal. What explain caught on camera or paranormal caught on camera one of the two one's america one's british and the british one was brilliant because they just had normal people catching extraordinary things on their hunts and i, I loved that because they've obviously sifted through all the crap that they might be out there and just found things that can't be explained and i love that mm. um, that was a very good one How
1: about you ash well greg's not mine um, sorry Helio's yeah, is always my answer, and Greg and I haven't watched it. I've watched it. No, one steals my. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I haven't watched it all yet, but I'm ploughing through it.
0: I you can watch it on YouTube for free. Just to let you know, it is it's on all YouTube, right. but it's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, they do Estes Method and that, and it's 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 not what you think it's going to be, which is which is good. Mm. <laughs> cool. So that's. Well, I've had a great chat tonight, Chris. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thanks me for too, coming yeah. on.
0: So, where can people find you? Uh,
2: so, if you check out on Facebook, uh, it's Phantom Physics GB. uh mm-hmm. or on our Etsy store as well, Phantom Physics GB. Uh, check us out, and uh, yeah, uh, drop me a message if you if you want to have a chat about any of the kit. If you want to know anything before you buy, you know, just let me know.
1: Awesome. awesome. nice one. Cheers, Chris. Thank you very much. Okay.
2: Thank you very much, guys. Good to speak to you. And
0: Thank you. you. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.